more. Get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Now I'm gonna shine. Life is good. I'm doing fine. And gonna do it right and do it again. Yeah. I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me. So gonna share it with another. Hey, welcome everyone to this edition of Lingerie Down the Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. This time, my friends, we have someone who is a name that, frankly, a lot of people don't know, but she's got some fantastic ideas. She's a design student who is studying in the UK, and she's come up with an amazing product, which right at the moment isn't even on the market, but it has been tried and it has become quite successful in the mock-up stages. It is design for underwear that is very, very important to be able to use on your period. So without further ado, let me introduce you to this young designer and inventor. And of course, that's Sian Hickey. Sean, it's a pleasure to meet you. Please tell us about your project and how you got started. Okay, um, so I, for my final major project, so the last project that counts towards my degree, um, uh-huh. I created a line of period-proof underwear, so it's just four outfits, um, but it, the difference is, so period-proof underwear is already on the market, um, but I uh-huh. have decided to do it with a sexy alternative, um, uh-huh. because there, for me there was a big gap there, like there was period-proof underwear for you every day, but actually nothing uh-huh. that was really pretty um so that's what I've done so it's four outfits that are a variety of styles including a bodysuit a high-waist knicker a low-rise knicker um and a thong as well um so Mm -hmm. four different types of underwear that are period proof and they can hold up to four tampons worth of menstrual blood um and you won't apart from the thong the thong can hold up to half a tampons worth um that's designed for your lighter days um and these you don't need to wear any type of protection with them. So you don't need to wear a tampon or a sanitary towel. You can just wear them as they are. And four layers that are built up in the gusset will contain the blood and then you just wash them and they can be reused for between 12 to 18 months. Wow, that is amazing. Now, obviously you had to get these um, products developed and, 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 and made. How, what was that process like? Um, so it involved a lot of research. So I researched a lot of com- period-proof companies who were doing period-proof market on the on the market currently. Um, so I looked at the information that was on their website about how their underwear worked, and I basically figured out that in the gusset, so your top layer needs to be um, an antibacterial and a wicking fabric, which basically means that as soon as liquid hits that top layer, it gets drawn down so the fabric stays as dry as possible, which means you stay really comfortable as the wearer. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second layer needs to be the absorbent layer, which can hold the hold the menstrual blood. Um, and then you need a third layer, which is leak proof. So that that's the really important layer. Um, and it is the, the fabric that I sourced was a PUL coated fabric. So like a waterproof kind of fabric. So it doesn't let anything go through it. And then you have an outer fashion layer. Um, so a lot of my research basically started with that. And then I started looking into companies who could provide super absorbent fabrics. Um, and I found a company in the UK called Technical Absorbance. Um, mm-hmm. And 
they're the company who supplied me with the fabric that can hold that quantity of blood, which I then obviously tested myself just to make sure. Um, mm-hmm. And it ended up being really successful. So now what did, um, from a marketing standpoint, um, you jokingly said that the existing designs were more like Bridget Jones's style pants. And yeah. <laughs> so I think all of us know, I mean, I don't think there's anybody in the world that hasn't seen Bridget Jones's diaries. Uh, yeah. so, so you've decided that, you know, that that's, that's unacceptable. So, um, so you, you came through with this project and, uh, so now let's give a plug to the university. What, uh, where, where are you, where did you, you did this at, what was the university? Um, it's De Montfort University in Leicester, Leicestershire, uh-huh. England. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope you got an A on the project. <laughs> I don't actually know yet. I'm still waiting to hear back about my grade. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, it, so you know, it's a, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, just to give you an idea of, you know, this is fascinating. Well, um, a gentleman by the name of Tom Moynihan in the United States had a um, had a project that he did for his business class, much like you're talking about your project you just did for your class, right? Yeah. And it was it was a pizza franchise. It was a that would deliver your pizza in 30 minutes or less. Now he got a C on that project. And he went out and did the, um, at the same time, he had put a business plan together and had put the business plan out there. That business plan and business became Domino's Pizza in the oh. United States, which is a multi-billion dollar company now. Uh, and he got a C on the project. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not so sure that business professor knew what the heck was going on. Uh, so let me, uh, I don't know your professor's name nor do I want to. I don't want to put, throw any shade on them yet. But if you're listening out there, Professor, uh, this young woman has just created something, is revolutionary. She deserves to get more than a C on it, like Mr. Monaghan in the United States. I hope that you give her you know, the A, which she has you know, rightfully deserved. So <laughs> and anyway, uh, let's move forward. Have you always been interested in fashion? Um, yeah, I have been. I always knew it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really know what route I wanted to take. I just knew that I wanted to do it. From when I was about 12, um, I started going to sewing classes where I just learned to make little cushions and purses mm-hmm. and things like that. That's how it started out. and I just really enjoyed it and the creativity. And that's just something that I always wanted to do. But I didn't know what I wanted to do until actually my textiles teacher at school um she so I was really young actually like I was quite a few years off university but she said she was Mm -hmm. like why don't you go and look at the local university de Montfort um because they Mm -hmm. offer a lot of fashion courses and it might just spark something for you so Mm -hmm. I did that me and my mum went down to an open day one weekend um and I saw the contour fashion course which is the course that I've just completed um Mm -hmm. and I just like fell in love with it from that first moment and I my mum always says to me like she looks at me now and she said when we came out of that meeting you just looked at me and said this is the only thing that I want to do um 
And so I had my sights set on it. So it meant that then I picked a lot of my subjects, hopefully based on what the application, what would make me look good on the application. And thankfully mm-hmm. I got I got onto the course. Um, and then, yeah, here I am now. So I think I've chose the right path for me. <laughs> I would think so. When do you graduate? Um, in July, the 20th of July. Have you uh, been in touch with any fashion houses about you know, what you've created and uh, if there is any interest in it? Um, I haven't actually been in touch with any fashion houses. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I've set up, I've spoke to a few charities and things now. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously the lingerie lowdown contacted me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few people get in touch, but um, nobody really fashion wise um, has contacted me. Um, so, yeah. Well, you, uh, hopefully what will happen is you'll get an opportunity to go um, and meet some of these folks and uh, sit down with them and uh, see if you can design um, your, as I said, revolutionary type of lingerie for for them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. So <laughs> what, have you, um, what are your plans after uh, you graduate this summer? Um, I've actually got a an internship lined up with H and M. Yeah, based in Stockholm, so I'm going to go and be a pattern cutter intern. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so excited about that! Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, tell me about your relationship with the folks at Lingerie Lowdown. We uh, we have a lot of great presenters. I understand one of the presenters is the one that brought the information to Scott, and uh, he's the one who reached out to. You. Yeah, so I actually had never heard of the lingerie lowdown until I got Scott's mm-hmm. email. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went online and started looking at it. And it's something that actually I know is going to be so useful for myself. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a good idea having real women test out all these products. Um, mm-hmm. Because like when you, cause underwear is expensive. Like even if just for your everyday bras, like it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. You want to know sure. that when you in underwear that it's going to fit and that it's going to be comfortable. And if you can hear other women saying that it's comfortable and they can afford mm-hmm. it, it just would encourage me to go out and buy certain brands. So it's something that I'm definitely going to have to start following and subscribing to. Um, but yeah, I was just so um, like honoured that I was approached and that you wanted to come and speak to me um, and talk to me about it. It's really exciting. Well, you know, so when you come up with a good idea, okay, I think it's important that people know about it. I mean, you know, you've got something here that I'm sure there are a number of women who want to um, to, to at least look into. And, um, you know, one of the great things about the presenters that we have at Lingerie Lowdown, uh, and something I'm sure you saw when you were checking things out, is they're extremely honest. And I think brands like that, as a matter of fact, I know brands like that because I've interviewed a number of the brands, uh, you know, the folks who've been involved with, um, uh, you know, sending products to Lingerie Lowdown. And they like the idea that, um, that someone is going to be honest and say, look, hey, you know what, uh, there's something about this that could be fixed that would make it better. Uh, Or if there's something that they really, really like, well, then they say it. Or even some cases they say, you know what, this doesn't work necessarily for me, but I can see where, you know, 
other people might like it. So the honesty, I think, is important. The other part is the feedback. If you're creating anything, okay, we all need creative feedback. And I think that that creative feedback from people who literally get paid to do this, because these are models, you know, models are, are paid to wear clothes. And they are they probably better than you or I know, you know, what's comfortable and what's not comfortable to other people. So if they, if they, uh, you know, if they say, okay, you know, this particular item of clothing is great, but there's an area here where it cuts into me, then you'd be wise to pay attention to that because if they're not going to like it, then the average person who buys it is probably not going to like it. Yeah, like feedback is like so important. It's how you can develop and get better. Mm-hmm. And so now you've developed this and we're waiting for that grade, which we hope will be an A. Um, <laughs> and you've got your H&M um, internship, uh, which will be going overseas for that, which will be cool. Um, hopefully what we can do with uh, the information we've done. And I know there's been some newspaper uh, pieces done on you and, and all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, hopefully we can get you out there as a young designer who uh, has come up with some very cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's been put to me a lot, like throughout this project. So I started the project in January um, mm-hmm. and since then the question has been, so are you doing it as a business? Is it going to be something that you set up um, and I didn't expect it really to take off how it has. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be this um, this accepted and that people would be this excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought that I was hitting a bit of a niche for my project. Um, but it it is something that I feel like having my own business is something that does really appeal to me. But I do think that maybe just a couple of years in the industry first to get some some years and some experience under my belt before I do it um I think that's what I want to do but yeah if anybody would be interested in the future it's definitely something I'm going to be open-minded about yeah I think that to your point one of the things that you can do now is um go forward and um you know go do your internship and um and get a little bit of a background in 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 the business aspect of fashion and and then come back and um you know develop your your business plan better and hopefully by that point you'll be able to um sell your garments yeah potentially yeah or better yet sit down with somebody who's an existing company and sell your concept and then you know be part of that group that way you don't have to you know go find the venture capital to to launch your own yeah that would be really good that would save a great deal of time i would think yeah (laughs) so now from a personal standpoint um let's talk about um your style what what who are some of the people that uh you've followed and uh and from a design standpoint or a fashion standpoint that are uh folks that you look up to um I think well because being on a lingerie course you are quite set and things that you learn about the industry and you really learn about um amazing brands and there's Mm -hmm. so many 
people who aren't that interested in lingerie, I feel like people don't realise just how many companies there are and how many options there are, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really is something for everybody, lingerie-wise. Um, but I think some of my favourites, um, I mean, I don't, I can't buy them because I'm on a student budget, but Agent Provocateur, I feel like their mm-hmm. clothing, like you, you can kind of tell that they really want to be different with their design. Um, they're really out there, which I quite like. Um, but then you have brands like La Perla, which are completely classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, even just smaller or upcoming brands, like there are a lot of new brands and things like ASOS endorse new brands um, and they're much more affordable. So I feel like ASOS is somewhere I turn to um for my underwear because it's nice stuff that is in my kind of budget Uh, but yeah style wise um there's just so many to choose from I feel like even just looking on WGSN and those kind of trend forecasting sites um that's such a good place for me to look for inspiration because it's so many designers collated into one forum um so a a big mix really (laughs) Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with a big mix. I mean, you want variety and you want the ability to get what, um, you know, is best for you. And I think that's, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, that's, you know, as someone learning, you want to, you want to sample a little bit of everything. You know, you don't want to latch onto just one item or one company and say, well, that's my go-to group. Um, You know, and certainly Agent Provocateur is, is one that is a name brand. There's no question about that. So there's no uh, there's no wrong or right situation I think in that. I think you're right into the idea of looking around um, from that standpoint. How about um, outside of lingerie? Is there, you know, an area of fashion that excites you in that realm? Um, I, I mean, I love, absolutely love looking at the, um couture and following like london mm-hmm. fashion week um mm-hmm. all of those big events um but i i don't really think there's there's anybody in particular i mean I, okay alexander mcqueen i absolutely love alexander mcqueen um yeah. even since sarah burton took over um it just for me that stands on its own because it's it's an english brand and the history of alexander mcqueen and how amazing he was that's something that really um a brand that really sticks out for me um I just mm-hmm. anything they make I just know that I'll love it um Vivian Westwood she's another one um mm-hmm. she's so different and quite edgy with it like it's still everything she does even if it's really pretty there's still something about it that's quite punk because that is mm-hmm. seems to be her personality um so there's there's so many but again I think I like to look on everything like I use the Vogue runway app um mm-hmm. and that's all the designers even designers you haven't heard of and just clicking mm-hmm. on them and scrolling through just taking it all in really is what I like to do I don't like to pin mm-hmm. myself down to just a few a few brands I just like to try and mm-hmm. see as bit as possible you should also check out L um that's a good one uh, okay I'll have to it's they've got an outstanding um uh, you know online um presence with their magazine and um, they've had a long running um, relationship um, with a a contest actually it's a, it's a reality show called project runway and um, project runway um, is actually has an international following 
they do project runways in a number of different um, countries. And it's basically where young fashion designers um, compete to um, get on the show. And then uh, finally, at the end of the day, um, when 16 of them begin, there's uh, the final three get the show at New York Fashion Week. And um, they show their line of clothing at New York Fashion Week. And then the winner gets uh, $250,000 and uh, the ability to start their own line of clothing. Yeah, um, I've seen I've seen a couple of those episodes. Yeah, Christian Siriano, uh, who I actually know, Christian um, was the youngest winner. He was, uh, I believe, 18 or 19 when he won. Um, Christian is now one of the hottest designers um, in the United States and does quite a few um, different um, uh, major runway uh, projects. And um, most recently uh, did a deal with Carly B and some of the other top stars that are out there. So it's, uh, you know, one of the great things about fashion is um, age is not an issue. It's, it's a point of view. And whoever has a, a good idea, like you have had a good idea, um, it's not like you have to be 20 years in the business to get, um, to get recognized. And I think, and I hope Sean, that, uh, that, that recognition for you comes faster as opposed to later in this, because you have come up with a brilliant idea and hopefully, um, the people in the fashion world will accept and understand it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll cross my fingers. <laughs> you know, Sean, um, I know there's a couple of issues that that you personally are very excited about. Let's talk about those two issues, um, beginning with the charity aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so a big a big reason why um, doing period proof underwear appealed to me um, was because actually so many girls and women like across the world, but also in the UK don't have access to sanitary protection um so a lot of i mean now in the uk we actually had a bit of a breakthrough because the government are going to supply um sanitary products for free in primary and secondary schools which means that we've taken like a really good step um towards solving period poverty in the uk um but in other countries in developing countries where women don't have access to sanitary products um they just have to make do with bad resources and bad hygiene and things like that and actually now there are so many ways that women in local villages can be supported um by people going out there and teaching them how to make reusable sanitary wear um which is really positive because it means now us us in the western world um and the, like the western side of the world we are now going to have to start and change away from they're so bad for the environment um, but women in developing countries who don't have access to protection, we're actually starting them off with reusables on the right foot, which is amazing. Um, and it means that they they get used to reusable sanitary wear. Um, so for me, all this felt like it could link in to my project. And so I contacted Freedom for Girls, who are a UK based charity who provide support for girls in the UK and also in developing countries, particularly in Kenya. They do a lot of work in Kenya um, where they go out to villages and they teach the local women how to make reusable sanitary protection for, for themselves and their daughters and 
just for all the women who need it, which is amazing. Um, and they really kindly came back to me and said they'd love to be part of it and support me um, in the campaign that I started. So I am like using the collection to raise money for charity, which is amazing. It's something I'm really pleased that I could do. Um, and I, I set a target of £500 and I, I actually hit that um, a couple of days ago, which is amazing. But I'm still having some donations come in, um, which is really good. So that's one thing that I'm so glad that I could do and use the collection to do because I know that sexy reusable period wear is going to be a luxury like that that is just another option for people Mm -hmm. who are in a position of more privilege so we can choose that our period proof underwear could be sexy Mm -hmm. if we wanted it to be um but actually the fact that I've been able to use that to help women who don't have access to the basics um makes me feel really pleased I'm so glad that I've managed to do that um and also like I set up a blog um so I have a website um which talks about my research and how I tested my underwear because women don't realize how bad their periods are for the environment um so disposable sanitary products the majority are made of plastic um all of that ends up in oceans or in landfill because women Mm -hmm. so many women flush sanitary products down toilets and you are Mm -hmm. not supposed to do that but so many people don't know because period nobody wants to talk about periods it makes people really uncomfortable um but actually if you are flushing things down the toilet they're going to end up in the ocean um but even if you dispose of everything properly and you put it in a bin it's going to sit in landfill and it's not going to decompose for hundreds of years because it's plastic um so actually turning to reusable options is something that we're really going to have to do um so and it's just letting people know so on the blog I talk about period proof underwear because that's probably the equivalent of a disposable sanitary wear but obviously you can wear it for a lot longer so people women who like to wear pads rather than tampons period proof underwear is probably for you because it's more like a sanitary towel Um, But then I also talk about on my blog other reusable options. So women who Mm -hmm. maybe prefer tampons rather than sanitary towels, you can now get um, reusable tampon applicators. So you just buy, you can just buy organic cotton tampons on their own and use a reusable applicator. So you don't have to buy the ones from the shop that have plastic on them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just trying to really educate women that, you can use you can start and turn to so many other options like there are menstrual cups that last for between five and ten years so just I really wanted to just try and use what I've done to raise some awareness both for period poverty and to raise some money but also just to educate women on their periods and how bad they are and that if you can make a change or at least you want to look into it um, you know of a few options that you could start to use. Okay now if someone wants to donate um, how can they do that? Um, so I have a GoFundMe uh, page. So if you Google um, Sean Hickey period poverty campaign, um, I think that should bring the link up for my campaign. Um, but if not, um, if you just were to Google Sean Hickey period proof underwear, um, the articles that I've been in with some of the newspapers, they come up on Google and all of the articles have included a link where you can click to donate. Um, so if you want to do it that way you can read the article you can actually see the collection um, and then you can also find the link and make a donation if you'd like to which I'd be really grateful if you did (laughs) how about um, if we want to read your blog where can we find that Um, so on the campaign page so once you've read through the article found the donate button 
that will take you to my GoFundMe page. And at the bottom of my description on that page is a link to the blog. So you can access that through the fund through the funding page. Um, and donate, okay? It's for a good <laughs> cause. As well as, of course, that very, very important part about the eco-friendliness of uh, what you're talking about and uh, saving the environment, which, uh, of course, is two very, very important things to do. Special thanks to Sean Hickney, who, of course, joined us today. Again, keep a lookout. That's a name you're going to want to follow. Sean, thank you for joining us. I'm Jill Williams, and for the entire team here at Lingerie Lowdown, we thank you for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you in two weeks' time. Have a great summer, and enjoy yourself out there. Don't get too much of a sunburn, so be careful. See you in a fortnight, folks, when we have Pretty Polly right here talking on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Oh, 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 oh,